welcome to another episode of Dance Matters Podcast. Hi everyone! I'm getting so inspired by all of these beautiful people that I am interviewing. It is an absolute privilege to be able to talk to them. It gives me an opportunity to talk to young people a little bit older than me, who I hope I can one day dance like. Today we have an amazing young dancer who has achieved so much in her young career. Elle Dimos is an absolute legend who has won many national and international competitions, including Car USA, National Teen Champion and the ADF Rising Star. Welcome Elle! Hi Elle, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, Elle, can you tell us a little bit about you? How old are you and where do you dance? I'm 15 years old and I dance at French Street. And how old were you when you first started dancing? I was one and a half when I first started dancing. My mum's a dance teacher. She went to visit one of her old students and I went along with her. And when, as I was watching the class, I just wanted to join in. So I joined in in one of her little baby classes. So that's how I started. Now your mum's a dance teacher. Does she teach you? She used to teach me all my solos up until I was about 10 and now she just cleans them. And so that was what first drew you to dancing. What made you keep going back though? I think I just loved doing it every week and seeing my friends and dancing to music and it was just a lot of fun. So where did you first start dancing? Were you always at Brunt Street or did you start at a smaller studio? I started at my mum's student's studio for just like, like I just went once a week and then I went to RG Dance when I was, I think, two to around eight. And then after that, I went to Village from around eight to 14 and last year was my first year. You now dance at Brent Street. What do you love about that studio? Brent Street was such a professional and challenging environment and I loved looking up to all of the older dancers. Everyone's so nice and friendly and I love dancing with my friends and being challenged by the people around me. Do you still attend normal school or are you looking at doing the full time there? I do. I still attend normal school as I really like going to school and I love doing that and so I think after I finish my HSC, I'm hoping to do full-time, but until then, stay in school. Are you at a performing arts high school or a normal high school? I'm at a Catholic high school, like, across the road from my house, and we don't do any dancing there. (laughs) So does it work all right for you keeping dance and school separate? I like it because I have two different friendship groups. I have two different things to go to, and I think it's good keeping it separate for now. I like going to normal high school and separating school from dance. I think it's good for me, so yeah. Do you ever find it? a bit of a struggle to do your schoolwork and to do your dancing? Yes, sometimes it's hard to fit it all in, but I just can't go to school without getting my work done. So if I have dancing like straight after school, then I'll just do all my work at night, like as late as I can just to finish it all. Do you often have late nights because of that? Yes, I have a lot of late nights. (laughs) You've been Dancer of the Year in a number of national competitions. Can you tell us about some of those experiences? Yes, so in 2015 when I was 10, I won Showcase Dancer of the Year. And then in 2017, I won both Get the Beat and Dance Life Unite Nationals in the same year when I was 12. And then last year, I won Get the Beat Nationals again. That's pretty amazing. What does it feel like to be crowned national champion? I feel so excited and happy and I don't really expect it. So it's really fun. Have you ever travelled with your dancing? Yes, I have. So each one of those titles that I won, they awarded me with a trip to America. So I've been twice already. And I've performed with Dream Dance Company in Singapore. And I've also been to Spain and Paris because my sister won Dance with you. Oh, very good. Very exciting. When you go over to America, are your sections big? Yes, they are very 
very big because there's so many Americans because I've done the nationals when I'm over there. So it's like the best of the best from America. There's a lot of people, yeah. It's really fun to like learning off them and getting inspired by different people from all over the world and seeing like how they dance. Out of interest, do you find much difference between the Australian dance style and the American dance style? Yeah, there are a few differences. I think over there they have lots of like technique and like they're into lots of contemporaries and lyrical nest styles differs from what we have here. So I would imagine they do lots of acro tricks. Do you reckon that's the situation? Yes, they do. I when I've been over there I've seen a lot more acro tricks than there is here. Now when you were just 10 in Vegas, you successfully auditioned for Brian Friedman's dance fashion show at the Pulse Finals Vegas. What is a dance fashion show? A dance fashion show is pretty much where there's like a performance and you wear someone's clothing. So we did Brian Freeman's clothing and we just performed in his brand of clothing. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're doing a dance in someone's style of clothing in order to promote that clothing. And do they choreograph the routine for you beforehand? Yes, they do. We had um, auditions with him. So we had workshops throughout the week at Pulse and I was in the 12 to 14 age group when I was 10. So I just did the older one. And from there, we did two of his classes and he chose people to audition for his fashion show. And then I was successfully got into it. So then we had rehearsals a few days after to prepare for the show and then we performed it. Awesome. You shot a short film at Carriage Works that was created for you when you were just 12 years of age. What was that experience like? Yeah, so Stars, the director of the film, saw me in Kai Bolden's video, which she also directed. And from there, she asked me to be in a feature in a short film, which was going into like a film festival. And so we had music made for me. So there was a composer who composed a song for me to dance to and we got Alex Vidinsky to choreograph a routine to it and pretty much we just filmed it all in one day at Carriage Works. What would you say has been the highlights of your dancing so far? Probably winning Car USA teen overall, being a part of the Dream Creative, performing at ADF and also performing in Paris Kavanaugh and Lauren Elton's next gen ADF piece. How many hours of dance training would you do a week? It depends on the week but roughly around 16 hours a week. Saturdays at Brent Street is our big day. We have six hours on that day. Sometimes if there's extra rehearsals at dancing, it'll like go up a bit, like maybe 18 or 19 hours, but on a regular week, around 16. Do you do any additional strength or flexibility training? Like at home, would you do stretching, any strength work? Last year, I did the Lucy Ellis program. So about once a month, we get together on Sundays and do like technique and strengthening and conditioning and things. So I'm hoping to continue that this year, but we haven't been able to start it yet due to the circumstances we're in now. Before COVID, we had had to stop like going to the studio I didn't really have time to do things at home because I'd always just be doing schoolwork at home and going to the studio to do dancing but now since we've been in isolation I've been doing Briars classes strength and conditioning classes every week which has been really good just keep up my fitness and my flexibility what does a week in terms of dance training look like for you so I go to Brent Street on Mondays Wednesdays Fridays and Saturdays and we do all the styles so we do jazz lyrical contemporary ballet hip-hop musical theater singing and sometimes on Fridays we'll do elite classes and who have been your greatest influences or the people that you look up to I look up to all the dancers that I dance with and all my teachers and choreographers that I have as I think they're all amazing and I just look up to them all. Are there any choreographers in particular that you really just love working with? Not really. I think all the teachers at French Street, all the teachers I can learn from at workshops and dance conventions, all of them are really, and overseas, all of them are really inspiring. They learn something different from each of them. Have you had any major injuries? Not like major, but 
a few years ago, I hurt my lower back, just to be back in my simple step, probably because I didn't warm up properly. But ever since then, it's been on and off. It's been like, sometimes it hurts in class or it'll just hurt when I'm doing things. But I've kind of learned how to warm it up before I start and go to physio to make sure it doesn't flare up again and prevent it from happening again. Yeah, so do you think it's important to do preventative work like going to a physio and strengthening different muscles? Yes, definitely. I think that's what's helped my back a lot throughout the years. past two years, I've been going to physio and doing all those things. And I think it's really helped my strength and making sure my core strong so I don't always use my lower back and hurt it even more. Now, you recently assisted Brian Nolle and Miles from The Next Step. Can you tell us what they are like? Yes, they were both so nice. I love spending time with them and assisting them. And they're so inspirational, learning from them and all their tips and tricks on things to do in the industry and just how to get better as a dancer. It was so fun. You've also assisted many amazing choreographers at the Australian Dance Festival, including Matt Lee, Alex Medinsky, Lauren <laughs> Elton, Gaynor Hicks, what is the experience like when you're assisting someone? I love assisting choreographers, especially at ADF when there's such a big crowd. It's so much fun I like to see everyone learn the style and I love working with the choreographers closely. So what's that process like? How does that happen? Do you get asked and then they show you the choreography beforehand? Yeah, so usually they'll message me or my mum and I'll go to the studio with them and they'll teach me the choreography before so I know what I'm doing when I go up to assist. Another interesting project that you've been involved in is filming Dance Diaries, assisting Stephen Tennis, Chanel Cahill, Rob McLean, Lucy Doherty and Melanie Hall. What are Dance Diaries and how did you get involved? Um, the Dance Diaries is an online like, diary that you can use every month. There's a different choreographer. And so wherever you are in Australia or around the world, you can go onto your Dance Diary because it's online. So you can learn a different combination from a different choreographer every month and they split it up between the four weeks. So you learn a section of their choreography every week. Is this something that was around before COVID or have they just introduced it? No, it was around before COVID. I did it actually last year. We shot for Dance Diaries. I think it was season two that we did. So there was other ones before that. Yeah, right. And can anyone access that? Yes. I think that made it so that people, if they don't live in Sydney or have choreographers like we have, they can access it from all over Australia so they can still be experienced, like learn from choreographers in Sydney. Oh, that's interesting. We'll have to check it out. You also went down to the Victorian Dance Festival and assisted Blake John Wood there. How do you compare the Australian and Victorian dance festivals? Is there much difference? I think they're quite similar. The only difference really is ADF's obviously a bit bigger than VDF and ADF has the dance competition component to it where you have the numbers, whereas VDF you just do dance convention and workshops but there's no competition or showcase at the end. You're part of the Dream Dance Creative. How did you get selected to be a part of that? So we did the video submission which we just had to put in one of our solos or a video of us dancing and once I got accepted to that we just did the rehearsals in January and the performance. And what do you think you've gotten out of that benefit-wise for your dancing? It's really good to work with all these different choreographers and get inspired by dancers from all across Australia that you don't always get to work with. We've, from that experience, we've gotten to dance at ADF with like Michael Domeski and a lot of other amazing dancers. And we've also gotten to do other performances such as Dance with Samantha Jade on charity events. So we got to dance with her and we also got to do other little performances. With that opportunity, you also assisted Marco Penzik in Singapore. How did that come about? So I did the dream experience last year. And from that, um, I won a trip to Singapore to dance with the Dream Dance Company and Dream Junior. So when I went over there, each one of us got assigned to assist a different choreographer. So mine happened to be Marco. Awesome. 
When you get a job like that, do you get some of your airfares and hotels and things paid for or do you have to pay for all of it? Yes. No, we do get a part of that paid for as we go, as part of the prize. Is that the same with when you compete overseas? Yes, we do. Like when I won the trips to America, we do get a certain amount of money that can go towards our flights and we get accommodation, so it's really good. What are the biggest challenges that you have faced with your dancing so far? Probably during this time of staying at home. It's been hard to stay motivated and keep my fitness up and it's hard to like because I don't have a dance studio at home. So it's, we have to keep moving the furniture every time I do a dance class. So it's hard to fit it all in, in my space. And also with my whole family being home, it gets very loud and it's hard to find space to do it all. So my dad won't know what's going on sometimes and he'll walk through Zoom lessons or he'll just come and join me. So it's a bit hard. It's nice to hear, though, that you lack a bit of motivation sometimes with being at home as well. Especially on Zoom. We've been on Zoom for like 10 weeks now, so it's hard to keep going, but it's almost coming to an end, which is good. (laughs) What do you do in those times where you just don't feel like doing it? Sometimes I'll just like take a break. If I don't feel like doing it that day, I'm not going to push myself and like say I have to do it because that's just like I won't dance well anyway, so there's no point in just doing it half-heartedly, so... I'll just like take a break for a day or something and then just get back into it when I'm feeling more motivated. Why do you dance? I dance because I love it and I love dancing with all my friends and all the opportunities that come from it and it's just really fun. What are your goals for the future? What are you hoping to get out of this dancing career? Probably to dance behind like an artist or something when I'm older would be really cool. So yeah. Are we talking commercial jazz, contemporary? Is there a certain field you want to go into? At the moment I'm doing it all but probably more commercial jazz when I'm older. What is your favourite style to dance? My favourite styles are jazz and contemporary. I love contemporary because it's like you can do strong contemporary and soft. There's so many different types and I love like the technical aspects we get to try as well. And I just love jazz because I think that was like the first style I really did properly and I just love doing it. (laughs) What is your favourite dance solo you have ever had? Oh, probably River, which was choreographed by Chanel Carhill as that won both Get the Beat Nationals and Dance Life for the same year. And it also won my overall car in America. (laughs) And what style was that? That was contemporary. Do you perform in troops? Yes, I do. I perform with French Street Troops and we do do competitions throughout the year. Which do you like better, troops or solos? I like both because troops, we get to dance as a group and work together with all my friends, which is really fun. But then I also find solos really fun as well because you get to do so many things, like get so many opportunities from doing them. How many Stedfords do you compete in a year? When I was younger, I used to do a lot more. I used to compete in about like eight solos and I used to compete a lot of weekends. But now that I've gotten older, I've started to cut down and I only do like four or five a year. How many solos would you compete each time you go to an Stedford? Probably about four or five depending on that year or what solos I have, so yeah. So have you decided to kind of concentrate on fewer routines and get them perfected rather than doing a large amount? Yes, and I find it hard to get time to practice them all as there's so many, so a smaller amount's just easier for me to perfect. Who has been your favourite choreographer to work with? I've loved all the choreographers I've worked with. I think they all teach me something different and they're all inspiring in their different ways. You have a sister who also dances and is amazing. Do you guys fight? We don't fight that much, I don't think. No, we're pretty good. (laughs) Does it help having someone else in the house who loves dancing? Yeah, it is fun having someone else that likes dancing because, like, 
when my cousins come over or something, we'll make up dances together and it's a lot of fun doing that together. Your mum is also a dance teacher. Do you think that has helped you to become as amazing as you are? Yes, I think it has since she can run my solos with me and clean them before a competition and like give me advice if I need it for my dancing. Are you good at taking feedback from her? Most of the time I am. But sometimes it's a bit hard because she's my mum, so it's hard to take her feedback all the time. You have had some amazing experience where you have been asked to assist choreographers or be in films. How have you gotten those opportunities? Usually people just Instagram message me or Facebook message my mum and just see if I'm interested in that opportunity and I usually always say yes because it's really fun to do. In 2017 you won an Australian wide competition to assist a choreographer I absolutely love, Travis Wall, but it clashed with your American commitments. Did you ever get to meet Travis? I was so sad that I couldn't assist Travis because that was such an amazing opportunity to get to do. But when I went to VDF last year, I didn't get to do all his workshops because they clashed with when I was assisting with Blake. But I got to do one of his classes, so I met him there. What was he like when you met him? He was so nice and inspiring and it was such a good class to take. I loved learning from him. What was the competition you won? I won the Dance Informer competition to be on stage and assist Travis Wall. And what did you have to do to win that competition? We had to submit a video entry of you dancing on Instagram with these hashtags you had to follow, like on stage with Travis Wall. And then from there, they picked two assistants and they emailed us telling us. Okay, if you didn't become a dancer, what other career would you have? Probably a physiotherapist. As like, if my mum saw something, I'll always just like massage her or do those things. And I love learning about muscles and all of those things. So probably that, yeah. Keep up your grades in school. What advice would you give to others wanting to get to the level of dance you are at? Always work hard in every single class you take and make sure you're really versatile in all styles of dance. So are you excited to get back into the dance studio? Yes, definitely. It's been way too long. It's been like 10 weeks of being in here. So excited to get back onto like a good floor and a space where I can actually dance properly. Thank you so much for joining us today, Elle. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Elle, so much for joining us. You were truly an inspiration to me. And thanks to all our listeners. We hope you enjoyed this story. Make sure you go and check out our YouTube channel where we will be providing you with lots of exciting behind-the-scenes content. You have a day in the life of your host, me, your co-host, and Lewis Shilvock available for you to watch and lots more videos coming your way. So make sure you head over to YouTube and hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with all new video content. Don't forget to enter our giveaway with Tessence for an amazing change robe. Head over to Tessence and check out all their products. They have some absolutely beautiful bows and hair accessories. You can find them at Tessence underscore Tessence. You You can also find all our previous 39 episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you head to your favourite podcast channel and catch up with previous episodes. Keep dancing. Bye. Bye.